0: Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by ElevateBooks.com. Hello, and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcasts. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best selling author from the Elevate series. To find out more about them or any of the other authors from the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com, where you will find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Robin Reynolds. Now, Robin is a writer, researcher, presenter, coach, and natural therapist who helps people get in sync with their inner self and live a more intuitive life. Robin's interest in assisting people with their unique individual development led her to the study of kinesiology, which she believes is the perfect bridge between her scientific knowledge and her desire to help people direct their own learning and healing. Through her coaching kinesiology business, Robin provides insight, highly effective techniques and programs for fast change. Robin is passionate about guiding her clients to identify what they really want. And having them clear their energetic blocks so they can make the small changes that create a huge positive knock on effect. So please join me and welcome to the show, Robin. Hello, Robin.
1: Hello. How
0: are you doing? Uh,
1: good. How are you doing?
0: I'm very well, very well. I'm excited uh, for this chat we're about to have. Look, I, I know you've, you've been out there transforming lives for a, for quite some time, making a big difference. And I know that you've gotten quite an incredible level of mastery around helping people with stuff, all things related to energy, all things related to transformation. And I guess I'm always curious why people end up where they end up. And so how did you get to kinesiology? How did you get to, you know, removing energetic blocks? What fascinated you about this?
1: Well, I found myself in a career that I didn't like. I loved learning about it. I loved learning about engineering and electronics and mathematics and medical equipment, but the work I didn't enjoy. So there was a couple of facets to that. You know, one thing was there wasn't enough direct helping people for me. Um, That's that's to do with my own nature. Some people love that job and it's perfect for them, but Mm -hmm. for me it wasn't. Um, the other facet is that I felt like I was turning into one of those people who was just living for the weekend and just to step it back, I used to work in a supermarket as an after-school job when I was 15 and so on, and people would come through the checkout and they would, it was like they were crossing another week off their life. Oh, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what are these people doing, right? <laughs> What are they like is this what life's meant to be like and I just said to myself no way so then you know coming up to ten years after that in my my life here I am you know driving forty minutes each way um, luckily I was opposite the peak hour traffic <laughs> not going with it that was a bonus at least and I was yeah I was um Just, you know, working these full time Monday to Friday. And then I was saving up anything I wanted to do for me, um, or to improve my own life. I was saving it up for the weekend. And then I was too tired on the weekend. Um, and you know, Sundays, two o'clock, I'd be like, no, I've got to get ready for this next week. You know, I couldn't do that. Yuck. Why would people do that? Anyway, I did that for a while and then I um you know, I ran away. I I went backpacking. So that was fun. Um, A lot of fun. And I got to really learn a lot about myself, but ultimately I had to come back. And when I came back, I I got really unwell. I just Mm. got a cold, wasn't going away, kind of got a good enough to do something fun, go skiing, you know, downhill snow skiing, a bit of an adrenaline junkie uh, like I was, um, and I crashed. I hurt myself. Luckily not anything serious, but it still had me laid up for weeks. I couldn't walk um, just, you know, while I was recovering for a week and then the next week, you know, it was starting to get easier and, you know, I was 27, just had to. Go back to mum and dad's house and stay there and do yoga every day not much else for a while um yeah and look it did it did really give me a chance to reevaluate, to learn a lot about myself through various tools that were out there I was reading a lot of books I was seeing a naturopath I was looking at like different different ways to do things um And, you know, I I came good. You know, if I stayed like that, I would have been chronic fatigue um, situation. So thank goodness that, you know, I just kept searching for finding a way and doing doing this thing, the next thing, the next thing, till I got myself back on track with my physical health. Um, Yeah.
0: And, and I know you discovered kinesiology along the way <clears throat> that, that seemed to make quite a big impact on you. For the people out there who have never been exposed to this concept of kinesiology, like how do you describe what that is to people?
1: It's a system to communicate with the body um, in a physical way that is visible, that's um, you know, to do with the way you move your body, different muscle positions and applying pressure to see what happens. Um, so physical type of um, therapy. Um, but really, what's going on is you're able to tune into the the body's own information, mm-hmm. innate information, intuition, energy, It's it's like you're able to talk with the subconscious, um, or you know, this I call it subconscious. You know, different ways to refer to that. Um, Yeah, it can connect. It can be a connection between our thinking mind and the other parts that we're not aware of. Um, I know know
0: that you help a lot of people with energetic blocks and releasing energetic blocks using kinesiology practices and a a variety of other tools and techniques for the people that are sitting at home and and they're wondering you know first of all if they have an energetic block and and what sort of impact that has on people how how do you describe the I guess the concept of an energetic block to someone or the sort of impact that it has on people
1: um how do I describe an energetic block can it can be just a feeling that things aren't right or it can be that you're Able to logically evaluate your situation and it doesn't make sense. Mm. It can be, oh, I'm thinking one thing, but I'm actually doing a different thing. Can be procrastination, can be anything that you're complaining about or finding that you're putting blame on others, anything that's disempowering, basically.
0: And what do you recommend yeah. people do when they're in that situation? So they're thinking one thing, but they're doing other things. They're blaming people. They're not getting the results they want. How do they work through that? What's a suggestion for someone sitting at home right now listening in who wants to be able to create some transformation? What, what would you suggest as some steps they can take?
1: It's a, it's a good question because it's different for different people. Some people have, you know, they have ways to do things. And that's good. And you can learn how to, how to do things. You can learn how to coach yourself. You can learn how to do kinesiology on yourself. You can, um, you know, journal. You can talk to a friend. And at, some, at some point, like, how do you evolve? Like, what do you do about it? It, it's, it depends. Is what you're, do you have, what resources do you currently have? Are you getting results with that? And then how do you keep, uh, how do you increase your capacity to do that um, for if you need it? But people aren't out there thinking preventatively and think, you know, planning ahead on having these skills, except for, you know, perhaps some of us in personal development world who can't help ourselves. <laughs> um, and continually kind of seeking that stuff out um,
0: so for the, the person who wanted to say, I don't know, practice something right now. You said that people can use kinesiology on themselves. W- what could they do now to start to learn how to communicate with their body more effectively? Or what's what's something that they could they could apply that would give them a, a greater insight?
1: So one thing one thing I love, and there's different ways you can make this visual and whatnot, but if people can just tune into themselves, you know, do some you know, breathing and get to a calm and centred place, you know, and, you know, focus on their uh, this uh, middle part of their, their body. Go to your gut feeling, perhaps you might call it. Um, and from there, perhaps look at what's something that you know to be true and see how you feel within your own body. At that, so, for example, you know, I think we can probably all agree at this point that the sun is hot, and then how do I feel you know and this is your kind of um, this is your kind of like gauge of what's what's true if you could tune into how that feels, then pick something that's the opposite, like something not true, something that's false, like uh, a ball is square, maybe, or you know something just simple like that and then how do you feel then then you're getting the you know what feels not right so it's it's like it's a a way to tune into your um your gut i guess and then then you can look at a problem and go well what are my options and i'm really into I think it's called blue sky thinking where it's like brainstorming, free form, go as silly as you can with it. Make stuff up, you know, make up options without, you know, hold off on your own judgement. You can judge them later on as much as you want. Oh, that was ridiculous. What was I thinking? But, you know, you can write a list and then you can go through your list of options and tune into how you feel like that.
0: Got it. So I can, I can bring to mind something that is true, like the sun is hot, and then I can tune into how that feels in my gut. And then when I think of something that's not true, like a ball is square, I, I tune into how that feels in my gut. And then I can start to look at options of things that I want to do in my life. And whatever feels the most like the sun is hot feeling is what? Is my body telling me that that's what more aligned or more congruent
1: yeah
0: out of the five more options aligned. i've got so i have more okay so so this then gives me i like that i like the idea so that gives me a a congruent feeling so if i've got five options in front of me the one that feels most like the sun is hot is generally the one that my body is telling me lines up with me is that the gist of yes
1: it? And it's really, yes, and it's really important to realise sometimes our energies is going to be aligned up with not good, right? Like if we've flipped into some self-destructive mode, you know? Mm. So this, this is something I find really important when I work with people. It's picking that up and clearing that. And for some people this is getting triggered when they sleep at night and they're waking up every morning, you know, with this... This kind of self-destructive mode switch on. So, what I'm talking about with this tuning into your gut, this is, this is, um, you know, this was something that was really hard for me, right? Because I was um, so out of alignment with myself, if you like, and disconnected, and. This is a process of reconnecting and tuning into how you feel and what's true for you and what's not true for you, but also being aware that sometimes we, we flip into being in a, in a way that's not healthy for us. And that's where I think you sometimes have to have your, your, um, your thinking brain go, no, no, what do I what do I do to change that right and you know I think this is why sometimes we like to eat food that's, that we know is not good for us as well because, because ideally you know you'd have this intuitive thing going on where you just know which which food to pick what you need for this this that's best for you at that particular time and whatever but you know our system gets thrown off by all sorts of things, so you know I think it's amazing when people can um go through some sort of a program as such or a retreat or something where they can really clear out a lot of stuff and get in a in a better space um if that's relevant to them. I'm not saying everyone this you know this is happening to everyone all the time, no, but for some 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 people it can be a struggle to get out of that sort of uh habit i guess you can call that um yeah especially when a lot of that's going on below their the level
0: of conscious awareness so let's just say that i I find myself in a self-destructive pattern are you saying that i can actually find things that feel like the sun right feeling in my gut but they're actually not serving me is that Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So so if I get into a self-destructive pattern, my truth can change and I can start to feel in alignment with things that actually cause me harm, so to speak.
1: Yeah. So but how would you know if you're in this mode or not? So the sun is hot. Okay, good. Ball, Ball is square. Okay, that feels weird. You can ask the question. Do I want a happy life? Does that feel like the sun is hot or not?
0: God, Do I want a that... miserable
1: life? Is that coming up as true? So you can, you can t- check this and evaluate it. And, um, you know, I use tapping with people to clear this. And it basically can tap, you know, anyway, there's acupoints and so on. So, um, there's lots of simple, quick techniques. And then there's also, you know, working working with someone or learning the skills yourself to clear out whatever blockage, which is often from a trauma, often a lot of stuff is picked up early in our life um, and we don't remember it or maybe it wasn't even a big deal. You know, a lot of these, a lot of a lot of our energetic blockages that we pick up um, can be just to do with things that you look back on and don't remember or you think are trivial, but they're not because... Um, you know, we tend to tend to have. Um, sorry, I'm just just pausing and thinking how I want to explain this. Um, like the way the way that I would that I work with it is to talk about um, switches, and what I mean is this is where we kind of have a disconnect between, um, for example, between our. Um, thoughts and emotions ideally that your thoughts and emotions work together in an integrated way and you know it's like we can be um, in a situation where we don't have the resources to deal with that so this disconnect can occur because that's that's going to actually help us through a tough moment or a tough situation and you know often Something that 's happened when you were five, perhaps that kind of got you through got you through it, whatever the it was, um, maybe mum telling you you couldn 't do something that you really wanted to do, um, and you didn 't understand that you know family routines didn 't fit or whatever, and then you 're an adult, and something similar to this same situation triggers you back to the resources you had when you were five and disconnect it. Mm. You don't need that when you're an adult. You, you want to use all the resources you've got there and connect them up so you can um, come at it from where you are then with all the skills and resources you have at that time.
0: Yeah. So, so let's just say I ask the question, I want a miserable, miserable life, and I get a congruent feeling to that, right? Like I get the sun is hot feeling in my body. What am, what am I meant to do about that? Like clearly, I'm going down the wrong path by the looks of it. What's a what's a way that I can reset myself, or or at least a first step that'll get me back into the right direction?
1: Book in for an appointment to see me straight away. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think that's always the natural first step for that stuff, for sure. What else can people do? Like, yeah, I've, so, they, yeah. they've made the booking with you. Then, then what do they do next? <laughs>
1: Well I mean th- this is this is um you know this this is what I'm working on developing for people is programs where they can actually have the skills and tools to do this so you know that's really exciting but for right now um it's it's too you can say this thing to yourself um, it's um there's this tapping so let me see if I can explain. Like if you made two fists, like made a fist with both your hands and had your thumbs on the outside and tapped together your um, the side of your
0: pinky fingers.
1: Um, yeah, there, because there's some acupoints there that, you know, I would tap if I had a client there with me. But you can do this, and this is how I do this on myself, um, and I just tap them together. Um and saying I now totally love, accept, and respect myself, even though, and then whatever statement you picked up, even though I'm not wanting a happy life. And you do this, you know, at least three times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and you can find you can feel the energy shift often you'll sigh. And it's at least for that moment in time. So, and the other thing to add to this is you can do this with your eyes open, with your eyes closed, and also if you do circles with your eyes, that that can pick up a lot of different, um, it just picks, it just kind of sweeps it right around. Um, Does that make sense?
0: So you can rotate your eyes. You can tap, I guess, the bottom of your fists together so your pinky fingers are kind Mm -hmm. of hitting each other and then you say this statement i love and respect myself even though and then we insert the thing that's in the way
1: yeah yeah so it's like fully loving yourself fully accepting yourself um even though you might not be in alignment with that at the time
0: I know you talk a lot about this nonlinear dynamic universe concept in, in mm. here. Uh, tell me, in all the years you've been looking into this, what would you say is the most bizarre thing you ever learnt about all of this stuff that kind of just made your head spin?
1: Well, really, it's the butterfly effect. So this is this weather thing, this is this mathematical thing. and it just means that a very small change, like a butterfly flapping its wings in Hawaii. Don't we wish we were in Hawaii right now? Um, Could cause a, you know, like hurricane on the other side of the world. So it doesn't mean that that butterfly's wings are definitely going to do that. It just means if all the other conditions are set up in such a way that that's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, then it can. So this can be, you know, something that can create Um, problems but you can also be the other way it can be this tiny small change that suddenly puts your whole system into a good place I mean look with what we were just talking about you can you know tap these fists and say the statement and just can be just enough to to flick you back into a good place so I mean this this was bizarre I was an engineering student with you know and math student and I chose this unit because my friend was excited about it and I'm like cool I'll do that too and um, yeah it was just all about how not everything's linear we tend to just have this weird kind of uh, assumption that things are linear just in the back running in the background just because it's it's easy to make sense of but uh, you know, more often than not, things in nature are not linear. You know, they're, they 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 they're different. Like mm. things speed up and slow down, and and this we can harness this for healing and for, um, you know, for example, if you if you can remove an ener- energetic block, then suddenly all this, you know, you have all this new access to more energy in your body. Um, and, you know, you can really have that fast transformation.
0: Yeah, I like the idea, this concept that this ripple effect, butterfly effect, I know, I know you, you mentioned in your book as well, this, this idea that a lot of people are looking for this big cataclysmic change, but we don't realise that it's just a little thing can actually set that whole domino effect happening. And lead to these huge changes, as you put it, this this knock on effect that takes place. So, I, I think for the listeners out there, it's it's important to keep that in mind because I, I love how you how you state that. It's 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 sometimes just the smallest little thing sets everything else in motion. And I know a lot of the listeners out there they do want to reach out. And I know you're quite generous with uh, your time and your ability to chat to people to see if there is a match between what it is that you provide and then being able to release these energetic blocks and being able to reset themselves if they're in these self-destructive patterns. And I know that transformation has been, you know, quite a predominant thought and investigation of yours for many, many years. For the listeners out there who are, who are tuning in right now, I know you've got this website, Robin, the, uh, the number nine, nine robin.com. And on ninerobin.com, it's got all your contact details and a bunch of information that they can find out more about you, where they can, uh, you know, book in for your incredible coaching programs and the different uh, workshops and uh, resources that you have available to, so that people can actually learn this stuff themselves. So they can actually work out how to, I guess, integrate into their life all the different techniques you've developed, like the one of tapping the hands together and so on. I guess I want to find out. For the listeners out there, what would you say would be the number one tip or the number one message they should keep top of mind if they want to live more of a rich life, you know, have more purpose in their life? What is the core idea they should be considering?
1: Um, that there, there's always another way. So someone's feeling stuck quite often. They they don't feel like they've got options. They don't feel like they've got choices and it's just, there just is. You You can find another way. There's always going to be something else you can do. And, you know, someone might be stuck in a situation um, and I think even if they're going to decide to stay there, it's worth considering what are the other options, what are the pros, what are the cons. And, you know, I, I like to, to just like I say let things just totally open it up just set your judgment aside and brainstorm and think of other options and then you can take a serious look at them and say well what's what's going to work um, and maybe my best option is to stay where I am but be grateful about it you know shift my perspective on it um, you know, and sometimes the path to get where you want, sometimes it's too big a leap, and you need to take stepping stones to get there. Um,
0: yeah, nice. I like it. There's always another option. I, I think that's you know people get stuck. They 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 just focus on this one thing. But I like what you're saying there. That people need to step back and just understand that there's always another option. There's always another way. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I like I like the fact that. I can take away this practical tip of using my hands. I like the fact that I can tell myself these things. I, I like that. I have an understanding now more so about the, the fact that I can myself just sit down and go, all right, the sun's hot. I, Cause I, I definitely, as you were saying it, I was kind of feeling, I'm like, okay, that does feel, I feel that. I feel the sun's hot in my stomach. It, it feels like stronger. It felt stronger to me. Then when I said a ball's square, my stomach didn't have the same strength to it. So, I liked, like, I've never done that before. So that that to me was like so practical. I can, I can feel it. And I'm like, okay, I can apply this now to all kinds of things, like holiday destinations, you know, careers, projects, whatever it may be. So I, I find that the stuff that you provide your clients and your community, it is just so practical. And the, the cool thing is people can apply it straight away, but in doing so, they get to expose themselves, open up their mind to a much bigger experience of life, you know, a whole other level that they probably didn't know existed from these very basic practices. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for that, Robin. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. And, and thanks for being on the show as well. And
1: thanks for having me on the show. I've really enjoyed it. It's been very fun.
0: Thank you. And, and again, for the listeners out there, please reach out and connect with Robin. you know, book in and have a chat she said and i have to back her up on this that the 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 best thing to do if you've got an energetic block is just call robin that's that's probably (laughs) the the most essential way to do it there's no real other way that we'd recommend (laughs) except for that um and again it's number nine robin.com you can contact her uh via that that website so again robin thank you so much for your time and thanks for being on the show today and again, if you want to find out more about Robin or any of the other authors, you can do so by visiting elevatebooks forward slash authors. And always remember giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. And until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, and bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.